0: Welcome to the Team Vortex Podcast, recorded October 13th, 2020, Episode 11, Part 3 of the October Special Series, Creepypastas. I guess, I guess we're going to start out like that. Recording. Excellent. So, uh, let's get the intros out of the way, because apparently we forgot to do them last time. Our apologies. Yeah. Speaking of last time, I also forgot to post the episode 9 correctly. I posted episode 10 and episode 10 unedited, and then I posted episode 9. Hey. Right? Ooh, I did a naughty. Naughty, naughty. Anyways, uh, starting. Sorry, I was imitating the intro.
1: I'm Eric Equalizer13 on (laughs) Twitch.tv. Well done.
0: I'm Andrew. Twitch.tv slash the scuba pup. That's me.
2: And I'm Daniel Solis, Daniel
0: Solis DK on Twitch.
3: And I am Catherine Capuson, Comcat2020 on Twitch.
0: Whee! Now that we did the intros out of the way.
1: Let's go ahead and do some housekeeping. All right. (laughs) Our new, our Tim October special uh, intro is a combination of something from the Sound Bible, I believe. It was like something in the horror section of the Sound Bible. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet again, our our old standby go-to DJ, quote-unquote. Resident DJ Dunby on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Go check your stuff out there. And Orchid still is mm-hmm. the Orchid. We also have Player One Coffee. Player One Coffee. Buy you some coffee. Look in the description for the code to go to the website and get you a discount code. and 5% off and we get a dollar.
2: Guys, I'm
0: not a hot yeah. coffee drinker and it's good stuff. It really is.
2: It
4: is. I'm a
0: big fan of the caramel pecan. Even if you're not a hot coffee drinker, you can make iced coffee. Yeah, you can make iced coffee. It's
4: good. We tried it cold.
0: I'm going to throw out one extra, not sponsor, but one extra... Shout out there. Good. Go check out the guys at uh, Heatonist, H uh, E A T O N I S T, dot com. We just had six hot sauces from them that we
1: tried from various suppliers, but Heatonist dot com, get, get, get you guys some hot sauce. And if you go to, or if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get to hear us try some of those. And one that was very, 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 very hot.
0: Yes. So consider subscribing to the Patreon if you want to listen to all of our extras. Sorry, my voice cracked when I did that. <laughs> probably the hot sauce still lingering around let's be honest no it's not (laughs)
1: no thank god it's not i'm trying oh no he's just hitting puberty (laughs) again about uh again wait there's a second one there's another one when you no. turn
0: 33. No. <laughs>
3: no, when you turn 30, you start falling apart.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm 29 and I'm already feeling it. <laughs> well, just to be late. to be fair, now it's funny because the navy's the Navy's slogan for a long time was Navy Accelerate Your Life. Yes. It should have just been Military Accelerate Your Life yeah. because my body is six years in the future. I'm already breaking down. It's waiting. For- <laughs> oh, oh, he's he's only 29, but he's aged like he's 35. Wait for the day to turn 30, and he's broke. And patrons. And yeah. patrons? And patrons. Yeah. yeah. Channel patrons.
3: Patrons. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, we do have our patrons. Uh, we have one guy who just decided to rate anonymous. And we have a second one. Hi, Les. Hi, Les. Hi, Les. All, Les? We will eventually have Les on the podcast. Yes. You don't
3: die when you listen to us when you're playing Donkey Kong.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stop dying. What? Like yes. you are right now. Wait, stop does he, is he listen
1: to us while playing Donkey Kong? Yes, he does. Oh, uh,
0: good lord. That's what I'm saying. Jump the barrel. Jump the barrel. Back jump.
3: Hit that Firefox.
0: Don't jump and hit left at the same time. You're not going to kill you. Know you. <laughs> oh,
3: and by the way, pay attention to the pies.
0: Oh, God. I'm just The little jab of everything. The
1: die
3: factory. No, that, that's kind of a stab from the other not, other day. Oh. What'd do he do? I killed him. All
1: the time. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I oops. walked
3: back here and I was like, hey, don't die. And he was like. I, I just did! did. I like, because
2: of you. Uh, Oops. Always somebody else's fault. It's and then he was like,
3: you. it's Concat's fault, Josh. It's concat's fault. I was like, no, it's not. It's not my fault. It's never your fault. No, it's never.
0: It's never. Anyway.
3: And that was the day that I was wearing my uh, affiliate shirt.
0: Nice. <laughs> the affiliate shirt will get you to die. Yep. <laughs> so obviously we went on a really weird tangent, but let's. <laughs> we're going to try to bring it back. So we're talking about creepy pastas. Which I will spell it out because people are like, "What are you saying?" C r e e p y p a s t a. It's it's a sort of a portmanteau of the word creepy and another phrase called copy pasta.
2: Isn't Isn't it really like you go in the fridge and it's weak old pizza, week old uh, spaghetti or something? Yeah,
0: that's I mean, starting to grow legs. Mold? That, that's that is creepy. That's creepy, creepy pasta. pasta. Yeah. yeah so I have what they define as a definition of a creepypasta creepypastas are horror related legends that have been copied and pasted around the internet again copypasta which is the the portmanteau of copy paste and creepy because horror Uh, these internet entries are often brief user generated paranormal stories intended to scare readers they include gruesome tales of murder suicide and other worldly occurrences according to time magazine the genre had its peak audience in 2010 when it was covered by the new york times Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Um, some of the popular ones, some people might know of, uh, Slenderman, Ben Drowned, Jeff the Killer,
1: uh, Ted the Caver, and Sonic.exe.
3: Robbie the Doll.
1: Um. Actually.
3: Actually? (laughs) Oh,
1: while while we're on the subject of creepypastas, if you are looking for specific ones, a good podcast to go to, and the reason why we picked up the ones we did is because they don't show up on the regular feed for, uh, the creepy podcast, and the creepy podcast is... Creepy pastas and Urban Legends if you wanted to go there and get non-stop Creepypastas.
2: Well, that'd be good so. for Halloween,
1: for sure. Well, I was going to say, they do it year-round.
2: Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't, a lot of people are big-time fans, like Pam, one of, one of our friends, she's really into horror stuff, but she's 365 days a year, where other people end of September they What are we going to do for Halloween?
0: She's already like, I was was planning this out three years ago. I was in mood. (laughs) So creepypastas range in length from a single paragraph to lengthy multi-part series that can span across multiple media types, of which we will have uh, a very short one that Eric is going to read. How long is yours? Couple pages?
3: Five minutes. It's a five minute read. So depends
0: on how fast you read it. Couple pages. Yeah, couple pages. Mine is also a couple pages. Uh, yeah, there's the etymology, portmanteau
1: of creepy and copy pasta. Hey, I
0: just hey, hey, totally
1: thought about that. But we'll also do a uh, short discussion in between each one. So, they're
0: also for people who, who are like, oh, I don't know what this creepy pasta thing is. Why do I care? You probably already know what a creepy pasta is, mm-hmm. you just don't know it by that name. Right. Yes. Because creepy pastas, they're usually written anonymously, but you probably know them as chain emails. You remember getting chain emails back in the 90s and people were like, Oh, if this little girl died in a well, if you don't share this to eight friends, she'll show up in your mirror tonight.
3: That's you... a kind of a creepypasta. Yeah. That
0: is one of the, the origins of creepypasta. The early 1990s text of chain emails was reposted in user internet forums and usenet.groups. Agil Romano writing for the Daily Dot stated that Ted DeCaver was arguably the, or the earliest example of a creepypasta. The story, posted on Angel Fire in 2001, was written in the first person from the perspective of Ted... He has several friends explored an increasingly friendly cave system. Uh, Polybius is technically a creepypasta. Yes, it is. And that mm. one connects to uh, us. I exactly. You know. I almost used it. There there are some creepypastas. Uh, Polybius is gaming. The one I'm, I'm going to read called is called New Game Minus. It's kind of in the realm of gaming. Another one that is lesser talked about is the Lavender Town Syndrome. Or Lavender Town Song, for those who have played Nice. Lavender Town Syndrome or Lavender Town Tone? Lavender Town Tone, yes. Uh, talked about the sounds that were made. I think it's in the Japanese version of Pokemon. Yeah, it's supposedly the Japanese beta version
1: only. Yeah, uh, had certain sounds that caused kids to kill themselves? Between the ages of 7 yes. and 12, there were kids who had... Detrimental effects. Detrimental side it. effects ranging from mental illness to okay, seizures to... Yeah. To
3: suicides. So. I remember that vaguely growing up because when it became a big deal, like I was in a no
1: no no. This story is not real. <laughs> no, but good. at least I'm I saying, hope not.
3: I'm saying I remember people saying talking about it because as
1: if it was a real. So thing. as right. if it
3: was a real thing because so Baptist culture and Harry Potter and yeah. Pokemon and all that stuff was if you had it in your house you burn it it's right the then and there and it was the devil. It wasn't was allowed in your house. The devil.
4: It, but then ready. when I
3: was go to my dad's house, I was allowed to have it because they were Methodist.
2: That's right.
4: <laughs> so well that's what
3: I a Methodist.
2: <laughs> Things that are not creepy pasta is you click on an old email and it says, Look at this picture, look closely. Sometimes you can see a ghost. So you get your face close to the screen and it's
0: <laughs> that's not a creepy. That's a no, that's a jump scare. That's that's, a that's a not a chain scare. email. Like I said, the chain emails are the ones that would say, like, oh well. You know, you have this and this, and, and this this mother that that murdered her two kids, and and if you don't send this ch- this email to to five or six other people, then you know she
1: will be she will haunt your house tonight. Blah 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 blah. Well, that's where we mine think, gets into uh, some. There's a similar one that mine connects to a chain email. I think it was chain email, chain message, something like that. That was like that. Right, and and so those
0: those have been around for almost thirty years. So even if you don't know. Exactly what we're talking about. You at least should have some frame of reference if you are of the ages between fourteen and fifty-seven. <laughs> I'm pulling numbers out of my butt. <laughs> Better than crazy.
3: I mean, that's before the internet, so that's so. Well, it's like 60 to twenty-five. Bonfire yeah. stories. Yeah, th-
0: then these are kind of like internet what versions of, the, of those. Any yeah. of
2: those stories been chain letters from way back when, when you wrote letters to each other? You know, I thought one where you put a dollar in it and you're moving on to the next guy. I'm talking about. Writing a story and putting it in the mailbox, and
0: people—I'm not familiar with that only because I didn't ever get to experience that. Yeah, me neither. It's like the phone rings on the wall.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's
0: something. The
3: phone rings on the—no, wall, I remember phone. that.
0: Man. Hello. That I remember. I just do you remember. Yes. That was crazy. Yes, yeah, the the rotary phone. Yes.
2: You give them a, you kids a rotary phone. They're like, what am I? Doing? What, do
0: I what do I do?
1: <laughs> you want, you <laughs> want to order?
0: A, you want to order a pizza? Go ahead. Go ahead. Here, credit card's like, right what? here. Go do it. <laughs> Yep.
1: Credit card here, the phone number is this. Yep, figure it out. So, uh, Eric, do you want to start with yours? Yours is pretty short, and we'll give you some ambience, and we'll all shut up. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I'll do the ambience. Like, don't you guys start making sounds. It's distracting <laughs> no, the <trying> whole to... <laughs> Dan is sitting here with his tongue out, doing, doing
3: so the hands.
0: Everybody
1: else will make sounds for me. Oh! <laughs> 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 You gave me ammunition, so.
3: Stop.
0: There, there are small snacks on the table, crunches and gobstoppers,
4: and, and,
0: and nerds. So, if you're hearing, that's that's what we've got. We've got nerds. Great, I thought we got out. <laughs> <They're finished laughs> no, well, with because that I have to. I have to make the disclaimer. Right. Because I was already doing them earlier. I was trying to be real quiet with mine, like.
3: Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Yeah, that poured mine down my throat. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. She died.
0: That's part of the creepy pasta. She died. <laughs> If she dies, she dies. If she dies, if she dies. If she dies.
3: <laughs> no, Can because you y'all be a sausage fest.
0: <laughs> Back to
2: the sausage vest.
3: <laughs> well
1: okay. I guess we don't get to read creepypasta. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> well, we're at thirteen minutes and nothing yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, nothing yet. We've done nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the creek. I'm
1: sorry. No, that's the, the the squeaky table doesn't matter.
0: Actually, the squeaky table might
1: help.
3: We all ate hot sauce before He's this, home. so now it's just not. So
1: like, to
0: to I'm
3: not muted, Shut I up. promise.
1: Oh, I can oh, mute right. Actually, I can mute you from here. No! I'll
3: just talk really, really loud there. so I on Sunday's so and Andrew's
1: Now life. you are muted. I muted her already. I am muted. Wise ass.
3: (laughs) I am unmuted.
1: Are you? Well, it doesn't matter as long as you just don't talk.
3: Are you (laughs) muted? Alright,
1: this literally should only take a few minutes. A few years ago, a mother and father decided they needed a break, so they wanted to head out for a night on the town. They called their most trusted babysitter. When the babysitter arrived, the two children were already asleep in bed, so the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children. Later that night, the babysitter got bored and went to watch TV. But she couldn't watch it downstairs because they did not have cable downstairs. parents didn't want the children watching too much garbage. So she called them and asked them if she could watch TV in the parents' room. Of course! parents said it was okay. The babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the angel statue outside the bedroom window with a blanket or cloth. Because it had made her nervous. The phone line went silent for a moment. And the father, who was talking to the babysitter at the time, said, Take the children. Get out of the house. We'll call the police don't own an angel statue. The police found both the children and the babysitters slumped in pools of their own blood within three minutes of the call. No statue was found. Okay, so... I'm getting I'm getting some, like, Doctor Who vibes out of this? Yeah, I know, that's what yeah. I thought whenever I first heard it, but the the chain litter version actually deals with a clown statue. Huh. It really? was, there was a chain litter version of it? Yes, yes there what? was. Actually, oh, wow. there, there was another... There was a, a a human statue version, which was a serial killer. But to me, it's like, how would you not see? Because it was in the corner of the room in that one. Not on the balcony. Not on. Well, that's it's what like was weird still. is it's outside the window, and it's like that's creepy because yeah, it's
2: outside the window unless it's they like have just, a balcony. You didn't say anything about balcony; it's just outside
1: the no. window. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that would instantly make me suspicious because I'd be like, "Oh crap!" No, I'm good. No, but this reminds me of some of the crap we'd see at uh. At my old house. Granted, that was mostly, like, cousins messing around with me, but... yeah, <laughs> Still stuff happening. <laughs> they'd, they'd want to scare the living crap out of you. Before you go to bed, that's why you... Ah. Well, especially, hey, especially toward Halloween You'll Utah. sleep
2: fine, won't you? And everything. Yeah, after
1: I wet the bed. <laughs> that's no, but the... Uh, sleep fine. <laughs> ah! Oh, I thought you got a blank one. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I think you grabbed the wrong one. No, no I did
3: not. All right. We have water bottles with
1: eyeballs on them.
2: Yeah,
1: just man As long as I have eyeballs in
3: them, They're, you're fine. But um, that
1: might be delicious. But yeah, the the ending part is if you don't forward this to like eight people, there will be a serial killer clown by your bed at like three or what was it three in the morning. And I was like, ha! I get up at two thirty. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'll be gone. <laughs> ha, I'll. <laughs> well, no, I'll he be in the sit. shower. I come out of the shower, there's a clown standing by my bed, and I'm like. I'm just gonna go into the living room and get my shotgun. Get the hell out of my house. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, we're armed. We don't
2: we don't scare easy.
0: <laughs> so the next one, do you wanna read yours or do you want me to read mine? You
3: can read yours. I'll go okay. last. So
0: mine, mine's decently long. Yours is Dan is actually gonna be the narrator for this. There there's two parts to the story. Um That's very the interesting. part the part that Oh, you actually did read it.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting how how it breaks down and the narrator is kind of injected. Hey, uh, this should have been at the beginning. See, yeah, see that,
0: really so, Dan, so I, I pulled this story off of the Creepypasta Wiki. It's called New Game Minus. It doesn't have an author, or at least an author I, I could find.
1: Oh, that was one of the things I forgot to mention. Mine was also anonymous.
0: So uh, if you've ever played any games on your computer on Steam, or any game that has a... There, there's a game mode called New Game Plus. Yes. It's usually found in Bethesda games, Fallout, Skyrim, stuff like that. Um, Dark Souls. Little, Dark Souls. That allows you to play a game again but with all the power-ups that you have. Blasphemous. Oh, but is it Blasphemous? No, uh, no Blasphemous dude.
1: gets worse because it's like the second playthrough. It's like, oh, now we're going to bump up the difficulty, and now you can take on Pentance. Oh, i to play that game.
0: Uh, so yeah, so New Game Plus is a, a very common thing uh, in, in modern video games that allow you to, to play the game again, but with all your power-ups. So this is called New Game Minus. And again, Dan is going to be the narrator of the story, but it's being told from a first-person perspective, but in in the past tense. Because so, okay. it breaks down mm-hmm. what Are kind of narrator voice. Mm-hmm. Uh as yeah. as it has been said in the um in the script, it's a raspy, kind of tired voice. It's I almost
4: would, like Wester. Yeah.
0: I actually like that. That's mm-hmm. really like good. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go for it, assuming that Eric is done playing with his Velcro. Now, the hard thing is we're gonna have to get close because when it comes to the next part, uh, as soon as you get to that, I'll have to you will, yeah. Right you you will have to do this. Do so, but I'm gonna. Ready. I'm gonna keep it here for now. Sorry. You good? All right. No more Velcro. Not my Velcro. Not my Velcro. <laughs> Hashtag not my Velcro.
3: Don't make me laugh. I,
0: I'm trying not to. It started when my well-warmed laptop finally gave out on me. Years of avid daily gaming finally caught up with it, resulting in some really heavy internal damage. Or so they told me at the repair shop. So I was left to search out a new computer to feed my gaming addictions. Uh, however cash was tight so I didn't have much to spend. Hey, sounds like me. <laughs> Which means any decent ring was out of reach without months of saving. Months without a computer? Totally unacceptable. I quickly hit the computer scene, the used computer scene, pawn shops, flea markets, eventually Craigslist. After about a week of steadfast searching, I finally, I eventually struck gold on Craigslist. It was a high dollar gaming laptop being given away. Couldn't believe it. I immediately contacted the poster and inquired about it. Fortunately, even though others had contacted the poster, the computer was still available due to the poster living in a somewhat remote location and his reluctance to meet anyone halfway. I didn't care. I quickly set up a meeting for later that day and drove over as soon as I could. Arriving at the location, I had to agree with the others who had contacted the poster. It took me hours to arrive and was located at the very edge of town. pulled off of the road onto a dirt path that served as the driveway. The house itself seemed to be part of a farm, although looking around it seemed the field hadn't been taken care of in years, heavily overgrown with grass and weeds. I parked and approached the dorm, before I could reach the old porch, a bearded man, maybe in his late fifties, opened the door. I greeted him and introduced myself. He nodded and invited me in to look at the computer. Barely containing my excitement I followed along him as it led me to a room towards the back of the house. Opening the door, I was shocked. Posters, strategy guys, game cases littered the room. Despite several moving boxes already quite full, in fact, the only space not involved with packing our clutter was the modest desk, holding the sleekest computer I'd ever seen. It's clearly worth thousands of dollars, and as I looked over it and asked the man why he would give away such an expensive machine for free. He looked at me sadly, and he glanced around the room. It used to belong to my son, he said quietly. His friends already claimed most of his other things, but insisted I keep this. I don't have any need for it. Can't bring myself to accept money for it better that there's nothing left to remind me. He went quiet then. I knew I'd get no more answers. I accepted the computer and he helped me load everything onto the car. It was late at night when I arrived home, nearly one in the morning. I was too excited to wait. The old man claims it belonged to his son were so upsetting it had been without gaming too long to, to care. I spent ten minutes hooking everything up and turned it on and booted up up using an old Windows 7 OS skipping a login screen. Desktop disappeared, the background and HD image of a couple sitting below the night sky. I was glancing about the desktop for icons. A Steam window appeared, notifying me connecting Steam account, the Mentoye." I assumed this was the Sun's account and allowed it to load. I had my own account, of course, but I wanted to know what this fellow gamer had loaded onto his account. After a few seconds, Steam finished and revealed an amazingly small library of games. In fact, only one game was even stalled, Bastion. I was admittedly confused and checked the installed programs, but it was true. Only Bastion was installed, not that I minded. I didn't expect to get free games along with the computer, but Bastion was one I loved, so I settled in for a bit of play. Loaded up normally, displaying the options of continue, new game, new game plus, etc. I attempted to click continue, but after a few seconds of loading an error appeared, stating, Cannot load game. Save file may have been deleted or corrupted. It loaded up normally, displaying the options of continue, new game, new game plus, etc. I attempted to click continue, but after a few seconds of loading, an error appeared stating, Cannot load game. Save file may have been deleted or corrupted. I shrugged and started a game in New Game Plus. The game started, but instead of Rux saying, We'll see you in the next one, there was a quiet sobbing sound. When Rux began his standard narration, he sounded very tired and his script seemed
1: subtly altered.
4: Proper story's supposed to start at the beginning. Ain't so simple with this one. Here's a kid whose whole world got all twisted. Leaving him stranded, alone, but I'm getting ahead of myself.
0: I began playing, walking down the path that rose before me.
4: Finds his lifelong friend just lying in the road, waiting for him, like always.
0: Where the hammer should have been a girl with long blonde hair stood, smiling. I had never seen that character model in the game before, and it seemed to me to be far more beautiful than anything else in the game, very odd. As I approached her, she faded out, replaced by the hammer, which sported a golden sheen that matched the girl's hair. I grew excited at this point as I realized it must be a modded game, an excellently polished one as well, to have a voice actor and graphic artist so closely match the original. I continued playing until I got to the saloon.
4: He sets foot inside one of his favorite watering holes. Inside is his lifelong friend, She already had a few.
0: Girl was sitting at the bar but began fading as soon as the screen loaded. This girl fascinated me. She was clearly the center point of this mod, but why? I jumped out of the window to progress and landed in the sundown path.
4: Couples walk down the sundown path. She invites him for a stroll.
0: The girl was walking down the path as a kid pulled her pulled himself up. I followed after, eventually reaching a sky bridge. I took it and flew into the air. I landed in an area I would never seen before in a different style from the usual areas. Solid ground as opposed to a patchwork of squares. It was a night sky full of stars and a moon hanging large in the sky. The girl was sitting on the grass looking up at the stars. I walked over next to her and sat down. And they all lived happily ever after. The screen slowly faded to black. I smiled. That was sort of a touching ending. Nah, just kidding. Red splashed across the screen, dark and wet. A female scream pierced my ears and I jumped in my chair. The screen faded in onto a street, the girl lying in the middle with pooling blood around. The narrator picked up again, his voice now cruel and vicious.
4: Finds his lifelong friend just lying in the road, waiting for him no longer.
0: I walked over to the body and the scene changed again. It was a field, the kid standing in front of a headstone. He looked visibly depressed and tears flowed from his face.
4: Proper story supposed to start at the beginning. Ain't so simple with this one. His story starts with an ending. Goes to see what's left of his lifelong friend, cold and buried in the ground.
0: Looking at this scene, it seemed familiar, but I just couldn't place it. The screen faded to another scene. It was a room, very dark, lit only by the glow of the screen. The kid was barely more than a silhouette slumped over a desk. He looked extremely depressed and the narrator came again.
4: Here's a kid who's whole world got all twisted, leaving him stranded alone. What's there left to do when the world's come undone?
0: An option selection screen similar to the style of a regular ending selection appeared, with the options Continue On and Surrender. I selected Continue. The scene changed. I was in the bastion at night, all buildings unlocked. I began to visit them one by one. The distillery.
4: Tries to drink away the pain, but he can't drown his soul and spirits. Not this time.
0: Mori Midori acquired. The Shrine.
4: Curses the gods for their cruelty. They don't respond.
0: Silver Cross acquired. The Memorial.
4: Memories just make it hurt. Hurts worse to forget, though.
0: Memory Locket acquired. The Lost and Found.
4: Her stuff's already been given away. He snagged what he can.
0: Hidden Diary acquired. The Forge.
4: Tinkering about with toys distracts him. Not for long.
0: Dream Computer acquired. The arsenal?
4: He lashes out at the world for a spell. Can't fight what's in your own mind though.
0: Straight razor required? After visiting them all, I went to the skybridge only to find the bedroom again. Oddly familiar. Again, the option flashed up. Continue?
4: Kid can't keep holding on like this forever.
0: Continue? Can't keep fighting. Continue. It was getting harder to select now, as if some part of me couldn't keep going. Just let him go. Continue. The kid looked at me, directly at me, as if he could see me through the screen. His eyes held so much pain and suffering I almost couldn't bear it. There's only one way out. The option screen again. Surrender. It took me to the main menu. New Game Plus had been replaced with New Game Minus? I chose it. What else could I do? From behind me the narrator came, voice dry and raspy
4: proper story is supposed to start at the beginning. Ain't so simple with this one, the story starts with an ending.
0: I looked at the kid, he was resting on the stone bed. Blood soaking in and on the floor, his wrist slashed open.
4: Here's a kid whose whole world got all twisted, leaving him stranded alone in a world without love. Lost the only one that mattered to him. What else was there to do?
0: The girl appeared at his bedside, frowning sadly. She began fading out as flames began appearing at the sides of the screen. The voice was a whisper now right into my ear.
4: He died to join her, but now he'll never see her again.
0: I quickly turned around to look behind me, but only the darkness of my room was there and nothing more. I turned back to the monitor. Bastion had closed itself as well as Steam. I reopened Steam, but it opened only a blank login screen, as if I had just installed it. I looked in the file directories just to make sure, but nothing was there. It was only after this that I noticed the desktop image had changed. Now a bright light shone in the sky like an aurora, and a sinister shadow was cast on a far hill, as if a terror was silhouetted by fire. The spot where the couple had sat before was bare, save for a blood stain on the grass. I quickly shut down the computer and turned my lamp on before crawling into bed. I did not sleep that night. It wasn't until much later I remembered where I saw the feel of that bedroom. The field near that house where she now rests in peace, his bedroom, where he bled from, he slit his wrist to see her again. Both taken by that cruel, unfeeling narrator of our lives and deaths. I still hear him sometimes, as if, oh, if I'm awake on the computer at night, just behind me, just louder than the software of the cooling fans.
4: I'll see you in the next one.
0: And that was New Game Minus. Danny did a great job with the narration.
1: That was yeah, good. Know. That set the tone, man. I mean, what's even crazier is it's like, I know I've, I own that game. So you own Bastion? Yeah.
0: Oh, so, so actually some of that does kind of hit home. You understand where... A little bit. It's been a long time
1: since I've played it, but I don't remember the character very well. Like I, I wish I remembered it more, more than I do. Mm-hmm which makes me now I kind of want to go back and play it that way I can remember kinda experience it. Yeah,
2: it's kind of course. like that free app gangster, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of this this weird I don't know, it's not a demonic computer but the computer itself is telling you the story of what what is, of what happened but you have to play it via the game. Yeah. I don't, I don't know of any other really stories to do that. But for the game or for the computer to say, "Oh no, not new game plus, new game minus," you get nothing. You get less than nothing.
1: You have to experience this horrible story mm-hmm. of this kid who has to who was experience the end of the, the kid's, the life. character's life, and the the person who had the computer's life.
0: Right, and you almost played in, in first person, but I guess the kid was caught up in love, and he didn't have anything to to help him out. So he slits his own wrists and, and Yeah See, I guess I guess, I guess the, the the memory of him loads itself into basket and for the guy to say wow that's a really cool mod mm-hmm. Wait a minute, that's a really good mod. Like he the oh, yeah.
1: narrator is different. Who did this?
0: Who did this?
1: Who did this? Well, what's weird is unbeknowingly, I think Dan captured the pretty close to what the narrator actually kind of sounds like. Yeah, and that's why he said
0: dry, raspy. I mean, that was pretty stinking good. I I kind
1: of do wish I could have had the. You
0: still
3: muted, by the way. I oh, know, but I was making sure I wasn't picking up on anyone else's mic.
1: Well, no, when you burped before, it didn't pick that up.
3: I kind it of did. wish.
1: I
0: kind of wish I had like my soundboard plugged, in so I go bing and have the, like, this, like the, the Final Fantasy sound, like, the acquired, yeah. item-acquired mm-hmm. sound. Because that was the only thing that I feel like I missed. I don't remember. Anyways. Uh, do you want to pause here for a sec? Peace. Meow. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I just finished my story. It is time for me to vacate the premises. I gotta go set up Stream. With all of that said... Take an eyeball with you. I guess I'll take an eyeball with me, an eyeball written on a, uh, on a water bottle. Hopefully Cat's story is really good. I'll have to listen to that when, yeah. uh, when Eric is done. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for having me. I'm out of here. Bye. Uh, gaming.
3: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Gaming related. It helps. I
3: Actually, I almost picked that one. Really? We got yeah, we got them from the same, but it was too long for me, so I was like, yeah, it's not even like my.
2: It always works out. I didn't get anything, yeah. so I just did the other voice. It works.
3: Okay. We're oh, go ahead. All right, the tall man
5: of Firebell, Missouri. We had all liked Mr. Winscott. He didn't mind when we used the flooding hill on his property and he always gave out the best Halloween candy in the neighborhood. So when we heard that he had been taken by the tall man, everyone was bummed out. You wouldn't have heard of the tall man, so let me explain. The tall man has been a legend in our town for decades. Those who have claimed to see him, Say that he is over nine feet tall, slight and pale, with an exceedingly polite smile. My dad told me that the tall man is a collector. He likes taking things. My dad says his favorite things to take are sad people, empty buildings, and dreams. I have to admit... stolen away my dreams more than a few times. When Mr. Winscott didn't show up for church on Sunday, nobody thought it was weird. Then when Monday rolled around and he wasn't at work with my dad, people started whispering. My parents thought it was odd but didn't particularly concerning but then the rumor started that the tall man had gotten him. A kid in my class even said that he had seen the tall man in Mr. Winscott's house through the window. I told my parents that Jay had seen but they only laughed taylor and i b- biked by mr westcott's place every day after school to get to our friend roy's house we never stopped in front of mr westcott's to try to see the tall man through the windows like jake did we never even slowed down but one day we played too late at roy's since we didn't want to bike home in the dark we called our parents and asked to sleep over. Taylor was allowed to, I wasn't. I tried really hard not to look as I biked by Mr. Westcott's cul-de-sac. I almost made it, but my curiosity forced a backwards glance at the house. The light were all on and my eyes were drawn to the face in the window immediately I saw the tall man looking back at me I choked in a panicked breath and my foot missed the pedal as I tried to speed away on my bike I stumbled for only a second my eyes never leaving the face in the window before pedaling home as fast as I could the next morning at school I told Roy and Taylor about the tall man they didn't believe me of course They didn't believe Jake either. I knew I had to show them, otherwise they would think I was a liar. We waited until dark, then biked to Mr. Westcott's cul-de-sac. Tall man was there, as I told them he would be, watching us from the window above the front door. It was such a tall front door that I thought the tall man must have been ten feet high to see out the window above it. He was also smiling, but his expression betrayed a certain displeasure. Tyler uh, fell off his bike. Holy s**t, we ran. We did. As soon as we cleared the cul-de-sac, we all began talking over each other in a flustered panic. I couldn't believe we saw the tall man. Did you see the look on his face? We have to tell the cops. We went back the next morning with more friends, but the tall man was gone. We went back the next day, but again could see no one behind the window. We began to wonder if the tall man only came out at night. A few nights later, as we sat in Roy's basement waiting for a pizza to arrive, we decided to sneak out and see if our theory was true. We quietly rolled our bikes down the driveway into the street. We took off for Mr. Westcott's house, torn between hoping the tall man was there and praying that he wasn't. We saw the man as soon as we biked to the cul-de-sac. He was still standing there after all, and this time he was outright frowning. He was mad, Roy said. He wants us to stay away. I don't get why he only comes out at night, Tyler said while he snapped a picture. Don't, I hissed. Stop taking pictures. You'll make him madder. Maybe he watches us in the daytime too, Roy shrugged. Maybe we can only see him at night because that's when the porch lights come on and shines right at the window. It was a chilling thought. We decided to test Roy's theory. The following Saturday emboldened by the assumptions that the tall man could only watch us, but never come out. As soon as the sun came up that morning, we biked to Mr. Westcott. We had to get close, almost all the way to the beginning of his driveway, but Tyler swore he saw the tall man standing in the window. I made hand binoculars and squinted at the window for a few more minutes before Tyler suddenly said, let's go hopped back on his bike, and pedaled off. We caught up to him a few blocks later. What the hell was that, I said. It was the tall man was there, but he looked different this time. Like how, Roy asked. I didn't know he looked angry or just wrong somehow. It was days before we could convince Tyler to go back to the tall man's house, and even then, he insisted on taking his teenage brother, Matt, with us. Matt wasn't impressed with our stories at all, he didn't believe us, but he came anyway, for Tyler's sake. As soon as we got close enough to see the tall man in the window above the door, Matt got off his bike and stared and squinted. He got closer than we had ever dared to go that night. We followed nervously behind him. Matt walked up the driveway and then down the stone path to the front porch. We dared not follow that far. Then Matt went up the porch stairs right up to the door. Holy he said. Then a few more four-letter words, and suddenly Matt was running down the front porch, down the path, down the driveway, and out to the street where we waited. What is it? Tyler asked him. There is no tall man, he said, out of breath. Call the cops now. And he was right. It wasn't a tall man after all. We stayed long enough to watch the police break down the door, cut the rotten corpse from of Mr. Westcott from the ceiling where he had hung himself from a lamp fixture in his foyer. The body had decayed as if it were melting in the days we had watched it from the road. Mr. Westcott had written no note and made no goodbyes, leaving behind only a sad imprint of a divorced middle-aged man suffering a sad, well-hidden depression. It was weeks before the town lost interest in the tragic suicide and months before kids stopped asking us to describe the body and all of its gory details. Eventually, even Taylor and Roy stopped talking about it. Everybody had moved on, everyone except me. See, there was one detail that always bothered me. One thing I never told Roy or Taylor, it was about the first time I'd seen the tall man. The time I'd been alone, the thing was, I'd seen Mr. Westcott that night. He'd been sitting alone in his kitchen eating dinner, but I'd seen something else, too. In the upstairs bedroom window, there had been an impossible, tall, possibly pale man staring back at me, and he'd been politely smiling.
3: Created by Rebecca Klingle, a.k.a. C.K. Walker
1: that's a really cool little story. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, do you guys know, I forget what folklore it is, because they actually have a a tall man yeah. that is responsible for disappearance. It's, I think it's German? I'm not I think sure. it's German fo-
0: folklore. So I, come up
1: with. I
3: don't know. I know this sounds weird, but when I read it, it just kind of, when I was younger.
2: They actually made a movie out of it, too, and I started watching it, and I never got back to it. Tall man, 2012. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I own
1: it, so we could watch it here. Is it actually based off of the Creepy Because uh, I know Ted the Caver was. Uh, I just
3: hit the mic by the way.
1: Jessica Biel. okay. okay. I'll is in the movie too.
3: Mm.
1: Maybe. And it's it's
2: like that. It has that people are disappearing.
1: Yeah. Deal yeah. there. Well, I know the the folklore of the tall man was people. He he takes people away. Usually it's children, but
2: yeah. this one says a nurse's. Uh, that's Jessica Beale, nurse's young son is the latest victim in a series of small town child abductors, mm-hmm. rumored to be orchestrated by an ominous figure known as the Tall Man.
3: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the folklore one.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to think about uh, where it comes from. Here we go. Tall Man folklore, urban legend, spirits of Ger- spirits of Germany. Yep. You're okay, right. so it was Toronto. around the 16th to 18th century Germany legend, der Grobmann. As the story goes,
1: there you go. There's a fairy who lives in the forest and yep. coming for you. Coming for kids, and well, not limited to kids. <laughs> I had my mic muted the whole time, but yeah. Um, I wonder how much of that was actually. So we were. We came to the conclusion that. So I had I had fun with this. I know Andrew actually did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Actually, everybody did a good job except for me. But then again,
3: <laughs> like you said, I got
1: too nervous, is what my issue. About it.
3: That's Ooh. why I went last. I wouldn't. I think I would have been the one that had the most trouble if I went first. Doing Man.
2: doing like stage stuff. I'm, uh, you know, I, I can do that. Right on the spot, Smith says, I need you to read this part. I didn't think we'd get it in one take, but.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what I did, I didn't do stage stuff. I did the stage craft. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I didn't do a lot of acting, I did stage craft as well and then somebody didn't show up and they had to have somebody to read so they they I literally gave me a piece of paper and i was sharing like with him I said, where's my copy oh no i have to share this he's got his copy <laughs> oh great okay so i'm, I'm basically leaning into the other person and whatever whatever the lines were and they didn't have anything highlighted so i had to keep up when they were shuffling pages and moving them around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what
3: are you doing i've been there done that i was always the understudy and had like one or two. Always moms. have to be yeah. ready
1: to go in case I'd, the other person doesn't show. I never tried out. But
2: um so we're at about So as far as like creepypasta, is there other is there other places online besides just going and putting in creepypasta on the internet?
3: Uh
1: there's the, the creepypasta, that's the, the actual like archive of most of them. Yeah. But I'm sure that now that's that's the pastas that are technically legitimate creepypastas but there are also other stories that are online now that could also be fan fiction and other stuff type stuff that that may also be horror related but all of these were really really good stories oh yeah and well that's that's the thing is we we i wanted this to get a good good selection of good creepypastas cuz they do make some awful ones. Yeah. <laughs> some...
3: i read this one back yeah, in that, like dad
1: jokes right it was just terrible in there yeah. Well, it's like they're they're awful, awful, awful stories. There's some that are just dumb. But yeah. that's that's why I'm glad everybody picked, picked good ones. Well, thanks for doing the research because, you know, I, I
2: didn't do any research at all. And you guys did fantastic. <laughs> well, guys the, five just, different
3: ones. The one
1: <laughs> podcast we actually studied for. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I didn't know what a creepypasta was until August. And then when you told me about it, yes. literally the trip to Memphis both way both times both ways back I was reading creepy creepypastas and this one was actually posted this year on August 28th and I read some of the older ones and some of the newer ones just last night and I was like no this is still the one I want to read this, like it stuck with me and I yeah, like that story the most
2: not only by it being a great story and you, you had both of us we were listening mm-hmm. intently you know because we hadn't heard it before maybe I don't know if you heard it before hmm. but uh it worked out because it sounds like you're talking about when you were a little girl (laughs) and so it worked it really worked you know character wise it worked out great. and i was i was just i don't manage my seat with it all right let's see what the heck's (laughs) gonna happen
1: but uh there's a um i mentioned this before there's a there's a podcast called creepy that has if if you like horror related Creepy pastas—they do a good job to kind of weed out the the bad ones and usually do the good ones. Most of which aren't video game themed. Most of which—I'm not a member of their Patreon either, yeah. so I can't go and say that it's like, oh, they have this, this, and this on their their backlog. But they do have a Patreon as well. Um, I wanted to give them some recognition as well because it's like that's that's what kind of inspired this this episode to be what it is. Well, like you say, when good is good. Oh yeah, they—that's a the. I don't have my phone on me. Uh, but they have Ted the Caver. They have Ted the Caver in two forms. They have it in separate episodes whenever it was originally released, and then they have the full full story as one.
2: You said that was a—they made a movie version in Arkansas. Of yes, that, right.
1: That's mm-hmm. called uh, Living Darkness. Living Darkness. Yeah. We're gonna have to watch that. We'll <laughs> yeah, you already saw it, right? Yes, I have. It's uh, Pretty it's on stuff. Amazon Prime or it's uh, Prime Video yep. for free. Yeah, that's
3: cool. All
1: right, well, do you watch it?
3: Mhm.
1: You watched it? Mhm. That sounds really. Yeah. You like it? Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's scary. You don't like <laughs> too
1: scary. It. Brrr,
3: I would, I would watch it again with my eyeballs my I scary w-
1: I skipped. I actually skim watched it a lot because I was because yeah. I was actually trying to get up here, but. Um, I'd actually like to watch it more in its entirety because I know it's. It was filmed, or I think I don't know if it was just the cave scenes. It said the I cave scenes were filmed 90% in Fayetteville. Ninety
3: percent of them were filmed. Ninety percent of it was filmed in Arkansas because my it's cousin had a little bit of a how, filming part of it. How really? is it
2: as far? That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. How is it as far as uh, profanity? It's just really scary. Or yeah. it's again a lot of profanity.
3: Uh, something I, I may
1: don't want to, remember. You know, I
3: probably would not have it. Check it on going your
1: phone to see what it's uh, during regular business hours. Yeah. Okay, no, I wouldn't do that because no, okay, it's scary. not. It, it will scare some children. Because
3: it scared, yeah. okay, well, that's, that's, that's cause scared me,
1: by Living Darkness. But thanks everybody for listening, and uh, yes. we hope you have a uh, good uh, Halloween or leading up to Halloween.
2: Yeah. And hey, while you're talking about that. We oh, the Halloween party. The Halloween party is going on on the 31st, and tickets are going quick. We only oh, have uh, less than 100 tickets, Living I dark. think. So we're doing the party from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. There's going to be darkness. snacks, finger foods, of course, candy. And uh, it's a good family place to go and have a good time. No matter what the weather's like, it's going to be great here. So you skip on the trick-or-treating and just come to the arcade and play video games and watch
1: Halloween holiday cartoons and stuff. That's uh, I don't think that's it. So but we'd love the to have you. So the but anyways, thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.